Hello, and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life the way it was meant to be and what it means to be a disciple in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. We're glad to have you with us. This is the month of March, and we're jumping into March Madness, the basketball season. I I was out to lunch the other day and heard a builder talking to a potential client, and he just said, this week is the least productive week of the year. And I thought, <laughs> why? It's spring? Things are, y'all be busy. And then he went back because it's basketball season. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so March Madness. Uh, and what we've done in this series, we've kind of taken off that phrase and talked about the madness of sin. Folly just doesn't make sense, and it just consumes us. From that, we talked about the madness of materialism and and how that can consume our lives. And again, it doesn't get you the life that God intends for you to have. As we continue the series, we want to now talk about another madness, and that's the madness of frank, of a very frantic busyness. Just a hurried lifestyle, just running, 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 almost as if your tongue's always hanging out. You're just exhausted from the moment you get up to the moment you collapse in bed. And there's just so much to do. And our to-do list is filled. We don't get them all done in one day. And that leads us stressful and lots of issues along that line. And there's a madness to that. And we need to look at that through the spiritual lens of God and see some lessons that we ought to learn from this. Yeah, you and I are more connected in the 21st century than human beings have ever been in the history of the human race. I mean, just in the span of the last couple of decades, if you had said just a few decades ago that you could accomplish what you are able to accomplish while driving 70 miles per hour down the interstate with this little rectangle that most all of us keep in our our pockets, that would have just boggled the imagination, right? And it is crazy convenient. It is just amazing what we are able to do with these devices. But the hyper-connectivity has in many ways made us more frantic, more mad, like you has, have said, in uh, in ways maybe that we didn't initially appreciate when these technologies were first brought to us. And so it's not a matter of it being right or wrong to be connected, not necessarily right or wrong to be busy, but we want to make sure that we look at this through the lens of Scripture. And surprisingly, even for a 21st century audience, there is so much wisdom to be found in God's Word along these lines. And when we were thinking this up, I, you know, uh, there's a pop song came to my mind by the old group Simon and Garfunkel, and they they sang, "Slow down, you move too fast." <laughs> and boy, that that could be spoken of our times. I mean, we just the other day, my wife and I were driving down the highway, like you said, she was shopping on her phone while we're driving down the highway. <laughs> Who would have ever thought you could do that? You could talk to people all over the world. You could and send things everywhere, and that's just wonderful. Those are great tools, great opportunities, but sometimes we realize that that busy, busy lifestyle, so frantic, it just leaves you stretched and worn out, and that has 
uh, implications and consequences. We can become irritable with one another. We can be stressed, and we can lose contact with God through all those things. Yeah, last Friday, with the madness of materialism, we looked at that rich fool, right, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 12, where he not only had a lot, but he was very, very busy, right? And the Lord, what mattered most was how the Lord described him in Luke chapter 12, verse 20, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared. We we could just as easily paraphrase that with the fruit of all of that busyness, whose now will these things be? And so, Roger, let's, let's think here on this Friday. Okay, the madness of frantic busyness. What do I need to keep in mind in order to avoid being regarded as a fool in my heavenly Father's eyes? Well, you know, as we head to the weekend, you know, your list is probably already filled. Here's all the things I got to do tomorrow, maybe my day off. So I've got to do this, do this, do this. And the list seems to get longer and longer and longer. And you look at that list and you think, there's just no way I can get that everything done. And that's the reality. Sometimes you're not going to get everything done on your list. And so one of the things we have to realize is that priority. That's that's what comes up first. And in that Luke 12 story you just told us, as that man was thinking about his future, thinking about his barns and all the things, he's not condemned by God because he was a successful farmer. He's not condemned because he had plans to build larger barns. That's that's not the problem there. Almost all of us who've been married at any time have started off in little apartments or little houses, and through the years we've grown and we've increased. That's not the problem. The problem is he had no room in his heart for God. He never included God. So in my busy schedule and all this stuff, I've got to remember God. I've got to keep my priorities. And so maybe I don't get the car washed. Maybe this doesn't get done. Maybe this doesn't get done. But in all of this, where's, where am I with God? Where am I with my family? Where am I with my church family? Those are the three things that really need to come through all of this as you think about that. And so there'll be some sacrifices you have to make. So maybe I don't get everything done outside like I want to get done. Maybe I don't get everything done on the inside I want to get done. But am I spending some time with my God, just me and my God? I love Psalm chapter 46 and verse 10 where it says, Be still and know that I am God. Uh, that's hard for our, our generation just to sit and silence, sit, no phone, sit, no music, sit, no radio, just be still and know that I'm God to reflect upon God. That's some, that's some very valuable things to do. And, and it's not wasting time when you do that. You, you're, you're remembering how great God is. You're reflecting upon how blessed you are. You become thankful. You realize the opportunities God has given you to help other people. And so that, that is a very important exercise as we think about the busyness of our today. Yeah, it makes me think also of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6. We hear, I, I know I hear myself every once in a while. You know, somebody will ask how I'm doing, what what's going on. Well, I've got my hands full. We use that phrase a lot, right? And what we mean by that maybe what comes out of how are you how you doing well I'm busy I'm really busy and it is easy 
in 21st century America, of course, to wear that as a badge of honor, uh, to wear that as somehow that makes me more important, more indispensable than other people. Uh, the, the more busy I am, somehow the more valuable I am. But you listen to this ancient wisdom in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 6. Better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and a striving after wind. Life is more than having two hands full of toil because as this single verse bears out, if I've just got my hands full of busy work, constantly moving wheels, constantly heading in all sorts of directions, constantly connected, there is a very real sense in which that is striving after wind, right? Somehow, some way, and we'll maybe talk a little bit more about this before we're done. One handful of quietness is better than two hands full of toil. And, and it's that quiet spirit that helps us reflect and and to observe and to recognize and, and to be what God wants us to be. And so, it, it, you know, th- there's a there's a major difference from quietness and laziness. We're yeah. not we're not emphasizing being lazy. We're not saying stay in bed until noon and do nothing the rest of the day. That that that's not the answer. Uh, busy people, but they also have time for quietness, a time to reflect, a time to be still, as Psalms would say. Uh, the apostle would talk about quietness several times and that need to, to have that calm life within us. I think you got a few verses there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I mean, it starts obviously with the life of Jesus. Uh, we can go back to passages like Matthew 14, 22. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself self to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. Now, you and I both know no one had a fuller plate than the Son of God. No one had a more substantial mission than the Son of God. But we can read about it all over the Gospels. Matthew 14, Mark 1, Mark 6, Luke 4, Luke 5, Luke 6. It's everywhere. Jesus at times getting away and spending time in the quiet. As you reference, that transfers over into the prescription for Jesus's disciples. Paul says to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 4.11, we are to aspire to live quietly, minding our own affairs. In his second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 12, we command and encourage you in the Lord Jesus to do your work quietly. Paul tells Timothy to instruct those in Ephesus that you are to pray. You are to be disciplined in the Lord that we might lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. The Son of God modeled it for us. It's prescribed for us in the New Testament. And yet, Roger, we all at times, I think, struggle with that peaceful, quiet life. Yeah, the the idea of peaceful, I, I think, 
would be hard to fit in a lot of people's language today. They just, they just not that way. You know, I think about the storm in Mark four when the disciples woke Jesus up, and the first thing he did was steal the storm or he calmed the storm. But then he turned and calmed their hearts, and that came about from understanding who Jesus was and what he could do. And so, you know, the, what what are some other words you would use for a quiet life as we're talking about here? Yeah, uh, contentment comes to mind. Um, assurance comes to mind. It makes me think of Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, where he says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So it's an an inner peace, right? It's a, a peace because I know whose I am. My identity is not defined by my level of busyness. My importance isn't dependent upon how connected to other human beings I am. It rests in I belong to Christ. I am his, and he is mine. I, I think about a quote I heard years ago uh, from Lee Iacola, who was at that time the, the head of Chrysler Corporation, and he had a whole level of senior vice presidents who would brag that they hadn't taken a vacation in years. And he just rebuked him. He said, you can run this multi-billion corporation, but you can't find two weeks to take off for your family. And that, that, that sometimes, like you said, is worn as a badge of honor. I'm so busy. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And, and sometimes it's just chasing that carrot. Sometimes it's striving after things, as Solomon would say, that really doesn't matter that much. And that, that can really get us in trouble. So let's come back to where we started. And so, Maybe there's a listener who says, "Yeah, yeah, uh, that's me. I'm I'm busy. I'm 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 hurried. I'm frantic about all these things I have to do. How do I do this? Because I have too much to do. You tell me live a quiet, calm life, but my list is filled. How do I do this? Yeah. Well, I my first recommendation would be okay. Let's do a heart check first of all. Am I boasting in? how busy I am. Am I using that as a source of validation? Uh, maybe, you know, in order to get down at the heart level, let's remind ourselves, for instance, of what God through Jeremiah says, Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches. We could just as easily, for the sake of this conversation, say, let not the busy man boast in his busyness, right? But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. So whatever pride, number one, there is attached to my busyness or my perception of self-importance, I need to set that aside. And number one, recognize what matters most, as you brought out earlier, is I understand and know the Lord. That would lead me then to begin with prayer. Okay, Father, I have a problem on this front. I am running in the red. I don't want to be like that rich fool from Luke chapter 12 that gets to the end of all of this. And you look at me and say, 
you've been living like a fool. So a heart check for pride, number one, some serious prayer, number two, what would you add to the list? Well, you know, with the prayer, I, I would put some efficiency in there. I mean, I... You know, all my kids are raised and married and have their own families now, but there was a big part of my life, it seemed like I was sitting in the car always waiting on them, <laughs> waiting for them to get done with the practice, waiting for them after school, just all waiting, waiting, waiting. Now, what do you do while you're waiting? Well, you can be on Facebook, you can be texting, you can just, you know, be shopping on your phone, or you can use that for prayer. Driving down the road, you can use that time for prayer. And so, so it's not a matter of, okay, I've got to stop this to do this. Learn, learn to, um, to put these things together. Learn to put these tasks together. So I've, I've had to wait for my kid after school. Use that for prayer time and use that to connect or have a Bible with you or get your Bible app on your phone and, and use that time that will help you. And so rather than just saying, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the airport and it's interesting when you go to the airport anymore, everybody's on their phone. Everybody's on their phone. I mean, you you could run through with fireworks and no one would notice it because everyone's looking on their phone. Well, so you're waiting for your flight, okay? And you're waiting, and you're waiting. Well, what are you going to do? You can pray. You can read Scripture. Right there, you can do things. You can text to other members in the church, and you can just connect with them. Hey, I was thinking about you. I'm flying out today. i got a minute or two, and I just wanted to say, hey, I hope you have a good day. And, and, and so, so part of this is trying to do more things in a better way than what we've done in the past. And that will help us with these things. Yeah, it goes back to that famous illustration of the big rocks, right? What are the big rocks of life? Let's periodically, maybe this spring is a great opportunity to figuratively empty the big jar of your life and identify those four or five big rocks that matter most. Let's put those in first. And maybe in order to make sure that they all fit, I'm going to have to take a break from social media. Maybe I'm going to have to take a break from streaming as many things as I'm streaming, watching as much television as I'm I'm watching, uh, just running around frantically for things that maybe aren't all that, they, they feel urgent, but they're not all that important, right? Maybe some fasting from those things in order to establish or reestablish in my mind what really matters. Uh, Roger, I'll tell you, if you want a quick reality check, ask your spouse, ask your kids, ask someone that you love and trust, what are the blind spots that I have when it comes to my schedule and my priorities? Now, There's a reason that I started with, we're going to have to do a pride check before we do that, right? Because most of us are going to have a tough time hearing what those who love us enough to tell us the truth have to say, but we have the opportunity to get objective feedback if we're willing to listen to those hard truths about ourselves. Yeah, and and how sad it is because our our children are small only for a short segment of life yeah. and they grow so fast and for your child to grow up and say well you know dad was never home mom was never home or when they were home they were always had their face in the phone and they never had time for me you know and well you know what you can't get that back once it's gone and and that that's something so so part of this is learning to say no you can't be everywhere. You can't do everything. You can't be at every commitment. And sometimes you're going to have to say no. 
and stick with that and understand that certain things got to come first. And, and that helps you with your priorities. That helps you with your commitments in your organization. And then, then I'd also add to this, uh, you don't have to be in everybody's business. That's, that's really, I think the downfall of Facebook is that people put things out there and I feel like I got to jump in this conversation, give my opinion about this and that. And just time flies when you do those things. And, and you don't have to be in everybody's business. It's not your job to run the universe. It's not your job to fix every person. We need to be right with the Lord ourselves. And so, so those little tips will help us as we think about just learning to be quiet and calm and tranquil as God wants us to. Yeah, that is good advice. And in fact, Roger, that's what we're going to dive into next Friday, Lord willing, the madness of trying to control the world. We've been blessed by our creator with limits. You and I, most of us as human beings don't view limits as a blessing. But in fact, we've got a little bit of an inkling of that today. And we'll dive into even more of that, Lord willing, next Friday. But March Madness, I I need this series. The Madness of Sin, the Madness of Materialism. The Madness of Frantic Busyness. I'm guessing I'm not the only one. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road. If you're finding this conversation helpful, we would love it if you would take the time to share that with others in your social media circles so that others can be drawn to the scriptures for this ancient wisdom that is so relevant for some of our biggest problems in the 21st century. We truly appreciate you taking a little bit of time to go on this journey with us. We hope our conversation has helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven-bound, and the best is yet to come.